Welcome to Opinions Like A-Holes, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Milestones on the mind. We have done it. It is here. We have made it. We are alive. 300. 300. We survived. 300. 300 episodes. 300. That's that's too many. This is Sparta. So many. We are. Did he say we are Sparta or we, this is Sparta? He said we have reached 300 episodes, comma, Sparta. We are Spartans. That's, he said Spartan people. Have you listened to opinions like a holes? And if you haven't, I've never the seen the movie. Fuck, are you doing with I, your I, life? I, I you it. haven't seen it? Three hundred. Three hundred. No, no that I've got was a strict rule against seeing the good Zack Snyder movies. Oh, I only watch the crap, the bad ones. Yeah, I'm so I'm excited about Rebel Moon. I don't know if I would. I'm not. I, I only saw it when it came out, and I don't know if it, I don't know if it was good, but it was like one of those movies that it was, was like movie. standard issue, like everybody saw it. You had to in a lot yeah, of places. Luckily, I technically I owe the government fifty bucks because I have. By the way, congratulations on reaching 300 episodes. Same to you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Back Thank at you, sir. and also with you. <laughs> Man, it's been a weird and wild trip. Uh, very cool to, to hit this a long, milestone. strange trip it's been, <laughs> man. <laughs> but it, it has been fun. And um, uh, just weird to see how the show has evolved over seven years, uh, all the different changes that we've made, all the different guests that we've made, the small handful we regret. It's uh, It's been interesting. Yeah. And, and we've got big stuff planned uh, for the days ahead. Uh, of course, if you're listening, you may already know uh, we just uh, have launched our new logo on uh, today, Sunday. Uh, oh. well, we're recording on Saturday. That's right. But this will come out tomorrow, Sunday. Yes, in the future land where you are right now, yeah. you have seen the new logo. Brand new logo. Commissioned by friend of the show. And amazing Tulsa artist. Zach Raw. Uh, so grateful for him. Man. Uh, to work with him again. Let me just be the first to say that I knew it would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it would be good when we asked him to do it. Yeah, but wow. But holy shit. If I may, you look so good in it. Oh, thank you. I 100% agree, actually. Yeah. It's the best I've ever looked. It really it really is. Uh, and before we're... It, yeah, it... It just exceeded every single one of our expectations, and we couldn't be more happy with it. Yeah. So big, big, big thank you to Zach Raw for just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Um, we're going to have him back on the show here just in a couple, couple weeks. weeks. Yeah, to talk about um, that, his other projects. Absolutely. And, and, and let me just say that go check out Zach and look at his stuff. And the coolest thing about Zach, he does a lot of like stickers and prints and mm -hmm. things of the work that he's already done that are incredibly reasonably priced. They're very cheap. Um, you can get prints for 10 to $20. Yeah. Um, and he just makes some really, really amazing stuff. Well, and that's how I actually got to know Zach. Zach, uh, you know, I've known him for years now. He he used to come out for when we did Dr. Sketchy's years and years ago. But I also purchased a couple of very affordable prints from yeah. him uh, maybe about five, six years ago. And, and just to kind of build that customer-artist relationship a little bit. And then a few years later, you may remember me talking about the show, I actually commissioned him to do a, a, an original comic book cover yes. for me. And that came out so gorgeous. So. Doing those uh, those smaller purchases sometimes helps open the door 
to some more, uh, some unique commissions Absolutely. and creative opportunities for him, some unique art for us, and of course, including this gorgeous new logo. Yeah. So, once again, big thank you to Zach. Um, yeah. 10 out of 10. And thank you for all of you. 12 out of 10. 12, 15 out of yeah. 10. And thank you to all the listeners who've helped us reach 300 episodes. Absolutely. So glad to be here. And we've got more stuff coming up in the weeks and days and months ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some talk about uh, getting involved on Discord. Uh, we've talked about getting involved on uh, Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. I'm never going to call it anything but Patreon, Patreon from now on. Patreon. That's where you pay to get padded. Um, <laughs> or patronized, one patronized. of the others. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? You're going to go out in that? Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, so look for some of those announcements. Uh, and then one thing that you'll see uh, tomorrow, Monday, on our uh, uh, Opinions Like A-Holes Facebook page is we are now partnering with Tulsa's Looney Bin Comedy Club, and we're going to do occasional giveaways That's right. uh, to some of the shows over there. In fact, on Monday, you'll see we're going to be giving away two tickets uh, to the Friday night uh, 10 p.m. show of John Reap if here in Tulsa. John Reap is one of those people where you're like, I don't recognize that name. But if you Google him, you do know him. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, yeah. absolutely have seen him in yes, something. Yes, He's yes. one of those character actors, uh, especially in comedies that, uh, you know, he's um, he's almost like a um, like a Southern David Koechner in that, like, if you need a guy who's going to come in and just do one to two scenes, maybe, mm-hmm. but really make an impact on the, the character. Yeah, it's John Reap. He's really funny. Um, so that's a big show. That's a, that's a big get. That's a big show. So, yeah. um, and very, very, you. very excited. Big thank you to the Looney Bin Comedy Club. Mason Thatcher, who was that's on just right. a few weeks back. Uh, so glad to be working with him. Yep. Mason and, and John and the whole gang. And thank you so much for letting us do this with you guys. That's exciting. Yeah. So watch the, uh, OLA Facebook page, uh, Monday for the giveaway. Monday. For the John Reap tickets for Friday February night. 20th. Yeah. And you said, uh, no, we- 19th. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's Monday? Monday is the nineteenth. Uh, yeah, uh, and then the show, I believe, is so the twenty third. So yeah, so that's coming up. That. So watch out for Monday, so you can get tickets for Friday. And, and Reap, like you said, very much a, a colorful character. Oh yeah, hilarious. Got a colorful um, character in the hot. Se- oh, what? before we do that, what? I was just going to tell you my segue that you I interrupted. Saw, my segue. I heard. I'm so sorry, we, you, but I heard you couldn't wait. Someone say what a long, strange trip it's been. What in <laughs> on an episode? Episode of Cops. I was. Wow. I've been rewatching old episodes of Cops. Okay, that's um, odd, but okay. Man, listen, it's a real, it's a real nostalgic trip. If you're an old white trash kid, uh, <laughs> you don't get another guy, which I am. Uh, I come from old poor. <laughs> Anyways, they get called to this. Uh, they get. They, there's a call for a, a naked guy terrorizing neighbors, and they come, and he's laying on the couch with a with a, a birthday party hat covering his genitals because he's completely nude. That's what I use. And uh, and uh, they they proceed to start asking him like, "Hey man, the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Peace and love, guys. Peace and love. What a long strange trip it's been." <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's no, the cops don't take well to that. Yeah, I was like, throw that man in jail right now. That is cop code for I have done all the drugs. Yeah, exactly. They were like, what are you on, sir? And he was like, nothing. And I was like, you lying son of a bitch. 
everything. I, I All of the things. Yeah, that's uh, that that's drug man made of no, drugs. No, actually, I believe his response to what are you on was peace and love. Okay. And that, then he said, what a long, strange trip it's that been. Is, that is meth. Yeah. That is what that is. Yeah, that's you're under arrest immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like quite a character. We got a character in the hot seat today. We sure the fuck do. Uh, and, and playing character, because this man uh, on stage, uh, playing different roles, on TV, playing different roles, uh, in the movies, maybe, yet? Yeah, in the movies, even. You've seen him in the movies. You see You've him fucking seen him everywhere. on Sons of Anarchy. Yep. You've seen, seen him, him on, on Tulsa, Tulsa King. King. Uh, about to shoot in Atlanta. Yeah, you've seen him on Reservation Dogs. You've seen him everywhere. Yeah, he is C.R. Parsons. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be back on the No Rogan podcast. That's right, baby. No Rogans. 300 episodes, not a single <laughs> not Rogan. one Joe. And you can, you know what? No, I'll it's... say it right here. We will never, ever have Joe Rogan on our podcast. Unless he asks. <laughs> yeah, when I was saying that, I was saying there was an implied be able to in yeah, there. Never yeah, be able to yeah, get Joe Rogan. <laughs> unless he said, I'd, I'd like to come on the show. And that, by the way, that is a paraphrased Ron on Hirschberg joke. Is uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Ron has got a great joke about that. Why he would never go on the show unless he's asked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I would be lying if I said I didn't have questions. Uh, for Joe? Yeah. Like, uh, how, how dare you? <laughs> number one, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? That would be my number one. Hey, man, what are you talking about? Serious congratulations on 300 episodes. Thank that's you, amazing. Thank you so much. I, I, I think that's approaching uh, syndication level, isn't it? Uh, uh, it is. We are we are syndicated in Ecuador. Right oh, now. hell yeah. Nice. Dude. Reruns, reruns, reruns. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if, if, it's, if it's new to you, it's still new. That's right, baby. And I guarantee you I could go back and listen to any one of our episodes and it would feel like I've never heard it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I haven't. You have not remembered any of it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and CR, you've been on uh, since the earliest days of the show. We've had you on. Absolutely. Over the years. And and, and in multiple for forms to talk about multiple shows. We had you on most recently with Kevin Price talking about you playing music with Kevin and the Closers. Yes. Uh, the good work you're doing over at Oktoberfest. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we talked many times about your, your, your numerous uh, uh, on-screen appearances. Yeah, I, I, I'm a man with a lot of slashes after my name. Yeah. You know, every, everybody Same. everybody says yeah. they are so-and-so and what they do. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I am C.R. Parsons, and I am an actor, comedian, musician, speaker, attorney, uh, potter, motorcycle rider, father, grandfather. I mean, there are so many slashes. Potter. Yes, I've never heard anybody use that to say pothead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. Uh, I'm, a I'm gonna potter. use that. I'm a, big potter. I'm a real potter. I'm potting, potting right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and and uh, a big uh, title we can add to that list of line is a comedy club headliner. Well, thank you. You've got I... a big show coming up at the Bricktown Comedy Club this week. I do this Thursday night, uh, February twenty second. Doors are at six. Uh, show starts at seven. Tickets are available at BricktownComedy.com. Sorry, That's I'm required to say that anytime I mention the show. Of course, of course. Yeah. If I mention the show, it has to be all of it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's that's a, a very cool um, um, honor. We were talking a little bit about how that came to fruition and about some of the challenges about being a Tulsa comic who, who's pre pre performed, I guess, uh, and, and you've had a chance, you've toured all over, but primarily right. still in Tulsa. And then to be headlining in your home city, there's kind of some unique challenges there. There definitely are. My, uh, my biggest fear is always 
actually getting an audience out. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you start comedy, it's easy to get people out because it's new. It's fascinating. Your, your friends are like, oh, really? You're doing comedy? Of course I'll be there. Uh, after a year of them hearing about shows regularly, mm-hmm. they... They lose a little interest, not that they don't still love that you're doing it and yes. not that you're not good at what you do. It's just they're over it. Yeah, they they've they've seen your show. They don't realize that you grow with time mm-hmm. and they think it's like music. They've heard the song. They're good for yeah, a while. They know your well, bits. And, you know, it's funny. I'm constantly shocked and how many people think that every time someone does stand-up comedy that they do different jokes every night. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so many people think that's what comedy is. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, uh, a lot of your favorite comics have been doing those jokes for 10-plus years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you just broke the fourth comedy wall. Hey, yeah. you know you're, what? You're going to be thrown out of the comedian's union. You know that. Yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> you know what? Those motherfuckers <laughs> never let me in in the first place. Yeah, so. You're behind on your dues anyway. I'll tell you, one of the funniest things was one one of the early weekends I started hosting at a comedy club. I worked with a comedian who has this bit about having a joke for... He, has a, he wrote 100 jokes, and he knows all 100. And all he wants folks to do is yell out a number, and he will give them that joke. And people yell out numbers, and he goes, okay, uh, of course it was 69. Because uh, everybody yells out 69 sure. the first time. 420! And he rattles off a joke. <laughs> well, what was amazing was working with him over the course of a weekend and seeing five shows. It didn't matter what number was yelled out. Yep. He was doing the same, same jokes. Bits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. So if you saw him twice, number 13 and number 38 were probably the same, same joke. Bit. Yeah. How yeah. great would it be if, like, f- like Friday late show, somebody's like, hey, that was number 32 yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> or if he re- got really famous for that bit. Yeah, yeah. And then he's ha- got to really commit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing, especially when you do a week at a comedy club, is you find that you often are, are asking the audience even something as wild as, come on back out again this week. You know, come on yeah, out yeah. again. And I mean, they'll hear, especially from the feature and headliner, they'll hear a few new things because there's often stuff that's switched out, you know, right. as the week goes on. But they're going to hear a lot of the same stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know uh, the, the very first headliner that I, I worked with, and I won't, you know, won't say the name on air, but the last 30 minutes of his set, has been the exact same for 25 years. You know, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Right? You know, and it's it, it's a good bit, and it works, and, right. and especially the first time, it's very funny stuff. But I can't imagine coming back through and anyone being like, oh, I need to go see that 30 minutes again. Again. You know? It's wild. Exactly as is. What is amazing, though, is I'm, I feel like I'm seeing a shift in comedy. Oh, yeah. Um, because it used to be... That people thought you did new stuff all the time, and if they came and saw you again, they wanted to see new stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I think people like the familiarity. Yeah. Because I, when I worked with Pablo Francisco recently, mm-hmm. um, I I was working with him, and he was on stage doing new bits. And all of a sudden, people would yell out some of his old bits. Uh. And he'd be like, well, I hadn't done that one in years, but... If you really want to see it, and he would pull up an old bit. And that's when I'd be like, I don't do, do, requ- I don't do requests. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess at that point, it's kind of mindless. You yeah. you can do that that bit without even thinking All about right, it. All right, let's so it's open up like, the request line. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like taking a break on stage without yeah. 
actually stopping. Yeah, exactly. Just going to muscle memory for a bit. Exactly. Just do that old bit again. Well, and I'll tell you, I I, I got to admit, I I do have a num a bit that I do that it's one of my oldest and has managed to stay with me. Um, and I, I cones. Uh, no, no uh, billboards. And, and um, it, it really for a while it was kind of like I I got tired of it, and yeah. then I kind of found a new love for it again. Well, you know, your billboard bit inspired my billboard bit. I do, I yes, do, I, I do. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, well, they're very different. Yeah. So yeah. I, I figured. But, but lateral thinking happens, man. Uh, I know it's oh, I sure, mean, sure. even locally. These, these aren't even like that similar. Yeah, but. I mean, like uh, I know uh, friend of the show Zach Amon has a has a joke very similar to one of mine about how hard it is to tie your shoes when you're fat. Yeah, it's yeah. just a fact that it's very hard. Oh, because yeah. you cannot breathe. Yeah. Yeah, I quit worrying about lateral thinking uh, oh, for when, sure. when I saw... Uh, I mean, if you're doing my joke word for word, that's one thing. But, right. like, yeah, lateral thinking, you can see it when it happens. Well, uh, Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> was did Comedians in Cars with Brian Regan. Mm. And they were talking about the fact that they both have the same joke. And they they have talked about it before, and it has been talked about in the comedy community for years, that they had this same joke. It's just Jerry approached it... From one direction, like from the end full or from the beginning, full, from beginning to end. Yeah. Regan started it at the end and moved to the beginning. Mm. So it's like they're both doing the same bit, just working at both directions. And they joked about it, and both of them were like, well, yeah, I still do that bit, and I'm not going to quit doing that bit. And both of them felt the same way. I'm like, well, if that's them, why should I worry about exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Well, and, and there's certain topics that, that feel right to talk about in our material, and I'm not going to shy away from it just because other comics have done it or done it, you know, in my opinion, have done it better already. Wait, you mean I'm not the first comedian to ever be married and have bits about his wife? Right, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, we, Ryan, our friend of the show, Ryan Green, uh, when he was performing more, he has some some really great bits on addiction. Uh, some of the stuff that I just think is top tier fucking comedy. Um, and as I got into writing some stuff about addiction on my own, I found myself kind of dipping into similar waters. But a, I'm not going to stop because literally that's just writing. You know, you're gonna you're gonna weave and 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 and, and yeah, lots of people are addicts and have yeah. written about addiction. So the, the, there's common threads there to pull from. Sure. And 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 two. Especially with a topic like that, I want to be able to wade into difficult topics to get us talking about it, to, to suck some of the taboo out of it, and to make it so that people can go home and maybe even address real issues in their lives. And you're not going to do that if you say, oh, I can't get into that topic because Ryan did. Yeah, yeah. You know? right. So you got to do it. Got to do it, man. Yeah. Well, glad to see uh, that the comedy road is is seeing such highs for you right now. Uh, tell us one more time where, uh, where, where, where when and where the show's going to be. Uh, Bricktown Comedy Club, 61st and Yale, right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It is Thursday, February 22nd. Doors are at 6. Show starts at 7. Tickets are available at BricktownComedyTulsa.com. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Good time. Uh, Super Bowl was last week. Yeah, it was. Uh, did you guys watch? Hell yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of? Oh, okay. Kind of. I was on the road coming back from South Dakota. Okay. So I was trying to I was trying to listen on my phone in the car. Gotcha. Because you're not supposed to watch on your phone yeah, yeah. in the car. Uh, but you, the app kept crashing because I was oh, going through sucks. middle of nowhere, yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Were you in South Dakota performing or were you just trying to find out whether or not it exists? Yeah. I, I was uh, I was there performing because I found <laughs> I out it existed I drove up to make sure it was still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I went up to went up to check on the statues. They they were too far north for me to worry with, <laughs> gotcha, and so gotcha. I just headed back down. No, I was doing a show in a little bitty town there called Gayton. Okay. Uh, or no, Gayville. Gayville. Oh, oh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. That's... It's right next to Yankton. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Perfect placement. Um, but their their fire and rescue was having a big fundraiser, and they invited me in, and I had a blast. They are a great little community of about four hundred people, and sixty of them were at the show, which is wild. I'm like, what's everybody else in town doing? <laughs> they went babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Well, cool. Excellent. <laughs> And uh, um, the Super Bowl, I, I didn't watch this year, uh, which was nice. Uh, well, you know, my wife's from Kansas, yes. so she's a lifelong Chiefs fan. Okay. Ah. So you had a, a real in-home... It, it, yeah, it we just, had a dog in the fight, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was walking away a little bit, making sure Eleanor was taken care of so that Becky could just watch the game. Okay. Um, yeah. Good game. And they won. They won. The Chiefs won. They've, uh, they're three of five. Go Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> Taylor Swift was on screen for 54 seconds of the game. On awesome 54. She is a gem. And people lost their minds, of course. Of course. They're very silly. And every person that loses their mind over Taylor Swift yeah. gives me the... Hardest direction I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a kink for sure. I'm uh, here to say that if you're pissed off at Taylor Swift, you're giving me a boner. So yeah, and right. I have a feeling that if you're mad about Taylor Swift, you would not be happy to know that you gave a man a boner. No, no, you're not not trying to give the fella stiffies. Those two things, anti Swifties. Yeah, exactly. Anti Swifties and anti stiffies. Anti stiffies and anti Swifties. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and here's the deal. Uh, of course, though, I did immediately hear about some of the big trailers coming out of the show. Oh, yes. Because there were some good movie previews that we now know are coming up uh, later this year. That's right. Yeah, I missed one of the biggest because the app wasn't working. Really? And then I got to see Wicked. Okay. Hey, Wicked. <laughs> Wicked's was good. Yeah, Wicked's that was good. And it that's what we didn't good. even watch, but that one was that looks really good. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm... Um, was a little surprised in in the first trailer we watched, which is kind of near and dear to our Oklahoma hearts, uh, Twisters. Yes. Uh, and only that it had no connection, besides the font, to the first film. Yeah, it seemed, seemed to be completely standalone. Which, I mean, I guess if you're just uh, uh, positing that, you know, we're just still following the world of storm chasers in general, I guess that could work. Yeah. Um, the, the, there was that device in the back of the truck. I was going to say, the only pushback I will give you is the little device that let out all the, the little micro devices. Yeah. Um, because that was yeah, in the original. Not, Some and, version and that's of not that real, right? I don't, uh, think, I don't think that's a real thing. They have actually put out stuff to throw stuff up into yeah. tornadoes to kind of track them. Well, I that know that was, they made cars especially to try and drive into that shit. Yeah. They did. Well, oh, yeah. They have like these little armored vehicles that are like you know armor plated down to the ground that like they're basically trying to drive into a tornado that's those videos are rad the truck uh specifically that i know of that is like that is like armor plated and it's got little fins that drop down so that it it touches the ground so the wind so cannot get, get wind up under, under it. it yeah sure, uh, sure. and it drills into the ground and so that it won't get pulled up. Yeah, uh, it the, does do the drill because yeah. we saw that in the video too. The drill going into the ground. Yeah, that was in watching the video, um, the the trailer. That was the one thing that got me was 
the guy that's supposed to be this huge tornado wrangler yeah is driving just a regular work truck yeah now it looks like it has the drill but other than that hey man that's a ford fucking ranger but yeah no i ford fucking ranger i was like that drill doesn't help you if stuff starts smashing through the windows right Uh you know Uh right and and those look like very just normal ass windows yeah not even cyber truck normal ass windows not even tornado proof windows yeah dude i'd love to see a cyber truck go through a tornado that would be cool i'd like to see elon go through a tornado (laughs) Fuck yes. Just walking. Just walking. Maybe he'll be like, you know, the world will show the tornado and then he'll Remember that video where he's like, hey, here, throw this through the window. Yeah, that was my Cybertruck joke a minute ago that you missed. That was so good. That was good. The joke was pretty good, too. I know, I know. I mean, I... I, 300 of these, I'm so funny. (laughs) I just am reminiscing about the the joy of of watching his face at that fail. I just... He's just got a silly face. It really is a big dumb face. Yeah, but Twisters looks cool. Um, it does. I, I liked. The, there's very. They've really amped the celebrity aspect of it with yes. that Wrangler guy kind of having his little fan base and the and twins. There was that. There was that. But if, the, if you feel it, chase it. The call and response that yeah. they had going. That was Phil- cool. Philip Hamilton's in it. Well, yeah. Is that a was was that Alex, Alexander's kid? Isn't that the guy who played? Wasn't the guy who played Philip Hamilton in it? I oh don't, oh oh don't was the actor played Philip okay yeah gotcha so don't um, give me like yeah, Carrie that, that Carrie was the Elway's twins guys in, in this one so yeah no Carrie Elway's no um oh, well Bill Paxton's dead isn't he yeah that's a shame yeah what, and Helen Hunt was she in that was that Helen she Hunt? was yeah also dead yeah oh she's dead I'm just kidding oh god <laughs> yeah about? Anthony Ramos that's him okay yeah that's uh, the twins guys right the guy right wasn't that the one yeah the yeah I think so. Yeah, but and I know at least one local. He also person. played uh, John Lauren in, okay. in Hamilton. He did, yes, he dual had roles. The dual roles. Yeah, much yeah. like uh, the guy who played Lafayette and da- uh, Jefferson. Yep, David uh, D- David Diggs. Uh, David Diggs, I love absolutely. David. Yeah, 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 he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know a local friend of ours uh, ended up being a background actor in it in Twisters. Yeah, who was that? Uh, Angela Teague. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, I nice. don't know. Uh, I don't know if how much or if she will end up on screen because you know when you're a background actor, that's kind of the way it is. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I filmed that. We'll see if I show up. That that that's why oftentimes I don't even tell people I've done something as a background actor until, until it comes out. It? Yeah, yeah. Because then it comes out and I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, there I am. It, well, and tell us a little bit about how that works from that angle. Uh, are, are, like, for instance, like your role in uh, Reservation Dogs, you were just kind of like the dude at the bar, right? Right. Yeah. So I, that I, was a background actor. Absolutely. I was. I was a background actor. I was. I was brought in as an extra. You come in. You do all your paperwork, and then it's wait, 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 wait. Okay, go here. Okay, now wait, 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 wait. Okay, go here. It, it's the movie making industry and TV making industry is fascinating. How many balls are in the air at one time yeah. and how they get anything accomplished is fascinating. But what they do is they bring you in, they tell you where to be and what to do when they say background. And then when the director yells background, you start doing what you're supposed to be doing. Well, then, like, how does that compare to something like Tulsa King? Like in the first season of Tulsa King, there's a couple of shots where you're you're like part of the gang watching the dude almost get tortured. Right. Is that also are you also a background actor there? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's similar. That felt like you were an even more you you didn't, you didn't have any speaking roles, if I remember right. But I you didn't. were still very prominent. Yes. There is there is an art to being a background actor that is remembered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and my my uh, my beard stroke. 
in that scene <laughs> made that scene. That's what it was. Yeah, that's that's, that, that, I, that's what I like to think. That scene, my favorite thing about that scene was it, it is a menacing scene. You've got Martin Starr's character is about to be tortured. I believe I believe it was Martin Starr. Yes, and um, uh, you guys are kind of all the the biker guys are kind of gathered around him, and it just looks it's some scary shit. And I remember looking at you, and obviously, you know, you and I, we, we've shared smiles and jokes and good times for the years. And and I, I turned to my mother. I go, I go, do you recognize anyone in that scene? She goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I go, what about him? And, and it finally clicks. But it was such a menacing scene that she didn't really see you. Yeah. And then she finally goes, oh wow, is that CR? <laughs> <laughs> I had a buddy of mine at the cigar bar. He saw it, and he goes, he goes, dude, you are one hell of an actor. I'm like, well, thank you, but why do you say that? He goes, you look badass, <laughs> and I know you. <laughs> you're not badass. Yeah. That's when you're like, I will fuck you up right here, prove how bad. I tell you, Martin Starr, nicest guy, yeah. nicest guy, had a funny moment filming that scene. Oh, cool. Because when they had the bag over his head, you know, that's off and on several times. Mm-hmm. Well, at one point... We get through the shot. They put the bag o- back over his head, and uh, everybody's talking about, you know, did we get this? Did we get that? Are everybody happy with it? Okay, why don't we reset for the next angle? Uh, you do this, you do that, and about that time you hear Martin go, why don't we take the bag off Martin Starr's head? <laughs> <laughs> The director was like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. Gentlemen, I have great news. Uh-oh. I found it. What'd you find? Love playing two hand touch, eating way too much, watching my team win. And twins. <laughs> God damn it. There is one person in this room not in love right now. Listeners, I am so sorry. Oh, this is the dumbest that shit we've so ever funny. done. I. It had been so long since I had seen Due to the graphic nature of this program, viewer... Do you guys want to watch Cops? No. No. <laughs> My autoplay does. Oh, man. You know you know what turned out to be a surprising incident of... of, of <laughs> that was a real really, uh, revealing autoplay. <laughs> it really was. It was like, oh, you really have been watching old Cops. Man. Uh, uh, saw some surprising ACAB in a video game recently. Was playing Streets of Rage 4 which okay. is the, the fourth in the series of games that started on the Sega Genesis back in the early 90s, which featured uh, um, hardened cop, a- Axel, taking on the, uh, the crime in the streets. Well, in the fourth one, uh, there are bad cops that you wrestle billy clubs from and then beat the cops with their own billy clubs. Nice. Yeah, I was kind of like... This As is... should happen to all bad cops. Exactly. I was kind of like, I'm enjoying this way too much. Where is this video? Uh, it's a video game. It's called Streets of Rage 4. You can oh, play oh, it on oh, your, oh, so your I missed PlayStation that 4. I was thinking there was a that you saw a video of cops getting beat up with their own night six. No, I, I play like, video games. Okay, um, I was yeah. like, can you send me a link? To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you as you watch your pro cop propaganda, <laughs> keep your friends close. There it is, and your enemies inside. You got to know their strategies. <laughs> you got to know their strategies, man. I guess you do. Yeah, uh, uh, like for example, when a cop walks up and says, "Where are you coming from?" You don't have to answer that shit. Yeah, and they go, "Where Very are you true. heading to?" You don't have to answer that shit. Yeah. Very true. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Don't have to say anything. Just like in a quiet place. Triple header. We did three that day. Whoa. Yeah, we did. Uh, are you going to see Twisters? Uh, Will yeah. you give it a shot when it's streaming? Yeah. No, I, you know what? Now that I've got the Regal Unlimited, you think I, go do I'd the go theater? see that in the theater. That one where oh, it yeah. seems yeah. like at least like visually it, it might be fun to see on a big screen. Yeah. The, the, Lots of destruction. And well, and you guys remember the, the first one had some Oklahoma connections. It had uh, Travis Meyer, who is uh, right. a, a right-wing weirdo, but he's also a meteorologist, you know? Nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 90% of the time. But, <laughs> but the, uh, it's like, depends on who you are and, <laughs> yeah. you know. He doesn't vote for people that are nice to everybody. But the um, I remember seeing that in the theater and really feeling the the sense of ownership of that movie because as an Oklahoman, you know, this is a topic we're very familiar with. Right, right. You know? So, um, so yeah, no, I, I I would see it. It it does not seem like it's going to be a movie of substance. No, not yeah. at all. And and it it looks like it's going to do exactly what the first one did, which was scare the shit out of everybody that doesn't know what a tornado is and make them think that they are the uh, most destructive thing in the world and yeah. that that there's nothing you can do. It's coming for you. Yes. Uh, when in reality, uh, we in Oklahoma like to go stand on our porch and watch them go by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and what I think in one of the opening scenes, you see people running from their vehicle to go hide under a bridge. So it will definitely give a lot of bad advice. That's right. That's a good to way to get it. sucked off and die. Yeah, don't don't die. It will take you from that bridge. <laughs> and no one wants to get sucked off and die. Yeah. You want to get sucked off and keep getting sucked off again and then you live to get sucked another day. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know how I knew this movie didn't know what the fuck it was doing or talking about is when the people who you've been seeing like doing meteorology stuff yeah um during the middle of the tornado go and and purposefully open a door. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that you don't do that. No. That's how you get sucked off and die. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I mean that's the quickest way to get sucked off and die. Yeah. Go open the door on purpose. Yeah. That's right. The yeah. fuck are you doing? Anyway, Quiet Place three, three, one, yeah, three, three um, but it's slash a slash one. Yes, it's yes. a Quiet Place day one. Have you seen the first one? No, no, I don't watch horror movies. What does it qualify as horror? I mean, it yeah, does. it's pretty fuck. It's pretty scary. It definitely it's does. It doesn't scary. qualify as gore. Yeah, it's there's no like gore. It's just it's like jump scares. tension yeah. and yeah, tension yeah. and quiet and jump scares and yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's very little, if any. I loved the first gore. movie. The only problem I had with the first movie was my wife and I watched it together, mm. and every time somebody used sign language, she would turn to me and go, "What'd they say?" Because they didn't put it down as because that was the whole point. You weren't supposed to understand what they were saying. saying, Yeah, Yeah. but uh, I I minored in deaf education in college, and so I learned sign language. I still know some. I'm very out of practice. Yeah, but every time they would sign something, what'd they say? What'd they say? Like, like, shut up! You're messing up the movie. Yeah, Yeah, I gotta watch the second one by myself. (laughs) (laughs) And the second one was a continuation of the first one, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So and then so this really goes to show um, how the the aliens took over and and how it we says went, how, how the world went quiet. Yes, there you go. In the yeah. trailer. Yeah. Cuz it starts yeah. on a bustling Manhattan street, you know, mm-hmm. car horns honking, people talking, you Lupita know. Peter Nyong'o walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. Uh, so uh, already some some great casting mm-hmm. need to see. Um, and it it looks like it's going to be a very intense scary movie. Uh, this might grab me because as much as I don't like uh, horror, I love lore. 
I, I love world building. I ah. love these movies that have complicated, yeah. interconnected stories. You know, it's it's why I'm such a Marvel guy. And it's a Krasinski joint. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, know, I you love can't my, go wrong with John. Yeah. So so glad to Johnny see Johnny boy, little our baby boy. Well, and I, great to see him uh, when he is behind the camera, uh, you know, whether it's producing or whatever, uh, making some interesting choices to help uh, bring new content uh, yes. to, to our to our eyes and ears. So you were talking about world building. I assumed you were going to watch it because it was world destroying. You get to see the world we know absolutely torn apart and shut down and you're like ah this is perfect it's, it's weird because then you Quiet, get to build a new nobody one. around yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's... i can just be myself <laughs> see i would love a quiet place if it was less about the aliens that come and get, get you when you make the slightest noise and more about just like y'all go away i want to go be alone where it's quiet <laughs> like that would be my quiet place like just chilling at home playing game boy with the sound off sounds great <laughs> That's right. That's right. That made me think of the, uh, the Talking Heads song, Nothing But Flowers. Okay. Do you know that song? I don't know that I do. It was in, uh, they used it in Clerks too. I don't know why I remember that. Okay. Uh, but it's a, it's a really cool song because it's got sort of a, um, you remember the music that plays through like My Blue Heaven? Yes. Yeah. You know, that kind of like happy, islandy almost. It's got like that kind of a feel to the music. Mm -hmm. But the lyrics are about a, a guy who's wandering through like a post apocalyptic world. Um, you know, like one of the lyrics, like, uh, that used to be a pizza hut. Now it's all covered with daisies. But as the lyrics go on, he's he's lamenting over like missing the the busy streets and the the bullshit and the corporate and oh. all the you know everything that was and and what that you know it's an intro, it's a great song of course because huh. it's Talking Heads yeah well yeah uh, so would you guys see uh, a Quiet Place day one yes yeah yeah I yeah. will see it I don't know that I'll see it on day one but I will see it at some <laughs> For sure. point I will see day one on day three hundred <laughs> that's a good plan yeah. yeah yeah at least day sixty you know three months in. Two months in, because I'm good at math. Yes. I I am I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm I'm at that age and stage in life that I'm like, unless I really need to see it on a big screen, mm. I can wait. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wait for a lot of stuff to stream. Now I do often rent them as soon as they're available streaming, yeah. which is nice, nice because for you know nine or ten bucks, I can see what was just in the theater two months ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, the amount of movies that are coming out that I want to see in the theater has shrunk so significantly. Yeah. Yes. So uh, that's actually the, the Regal Unlimited is one of the few reasons I still do the movies in theaters anymore. Right. Uh, and that's really also just so that when the stuff that does come out, I want to that I want to see. I'm just I can you just, can go, just go. go. Yeah. It's so super easy. How much is that? Uh, it's twenty bucks a month for the. You know, they really should sponsor this show. They really should. They really should. They, with the with the weekly rounding uh, endorsement they get. Yeah, I mean, all we do is talk about movies for the first half of the show, so. and and we and we almost always mention your Regal Unlimited pass because I use it because you got to go like three times a month to get your money's worth. Exactly. So, so you know, I'm going. I'm going to Turning Red is back in theaters tomorrow. I'm going to see that. Tell you what, Regal, if you're listening, they're not. We will do ads if you just give me one Regal Unlimited pass. They won't. <laughs> yeah, they would. Uh, maybe, hopefully, in time for our next trailer. CR. Will you uh, write a strongly worded legal yes. letter to <laughs> Regal Cinemas? 
Uh, for, <laughs> He's like, for the advertising no. you have so far received. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> See, I already like this wording. Yep. That's wording that feels like it feels official. Yeah, it feels like you really got you're gonna get in trouble if you don't listen. <laughs> if I got that letter, I'd be like, well, guess I gotta pay. There's clearly, no other avenue out of this. Okay, so third trailer. Uh, we just got it. I want to jump right in on the missed opportunity. What's the missed opportunity? The huge marketing that could have gone around DP3. <laughs> Not calling it Deadpool 3. You got DP3 right there in your hands. They didn't All use that sorts for DP or DP2. No, but because it didn't rhyme with 3, dummy. Oh, I see. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but that would have been fun. Here's what's interesting about it. So the 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 we've known for a while that the Deadpool movies, which are produced by Fox, with this third one, we're going to now become part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. right? The Marvel movie project. So obviously, having the third movie be part of a, a essentially a different franchise is complicated. It's almost like a restart, but not. That's what this naming, calling the film Deadpool and Wolverine, I'm sure, is doing. Is it's really giving it a chance to be something on its own even though it's a continuation of the character and his journey. Yeah. And I already feel like it's setting up for disappointment unless, because it feels like you're not going to get Wolverine until maybe the very end and not for very long. Do you get that feeling as well? Uh, yes, but I believe that's a fake out. Okay, good. I was going to say, if, if, if he, if that is a fake out and he is early in the movie and you get a lot of Deadpool and Wolverine, I'm fucking for it. But if they do that shit where it's like, this is called Deadpool and Wolverine, Wolverine's in it for 35 seconds. <laughs> uh, filming has, uh, behind the scenes filming releases, and I guess this is this is the kind of content that only the, the, the nerdiest of nerds would know. Ugh, nerd! We, we are the worst. Um, but <laughs> We are the, the worst. worst. We are such so assholes. We were so close. Oh, very, very near. Very near. 300. It's almost like we're on the same wavelength. I know. But uh, we know that Hugh Jackman has been filming with uh, Ryan Reynolds yeah. for quite a bit. So oh. I believe we're going to have quite a bit of content. Yeah. So. Well, huge, some of us did not know that. That huge is awesome Jack to hear. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Spoilers uh, for our guests. Sorry. No, I love that. I no, love that. That, that makes me want to see it more. That was, quite honestly, my biggest fear. This is the one trailer that I missed during the Super Bowl. Okay. So I heard about it and immediately jumped online to watch it. Yeah, uh, nice. But that was one of my biggest fears was I thought, I thought he was through playing Wolverine. Yeah, I, I he thought he, he was. Had, I thought he had hung up the cape. No, we've got one okay. more. The claws. The claws. Hung yeah. up the claws. Uh, now, of course, uh, we, we do get a, a silhouette uh, revealing claws a in shadow. the end there. Uh, but we also get early on in the, fi in, in the trailer, we get a shot of a character sitting at a card table yes. with, with Wolverine's hair. Uh, so I'm pretty sure we're going to originally find Wolverine in Madripoor, uh playing. Uh, there, uh, there he was, playing yeah. playing cards, and uh, the white jacket is also part of the iconic look for Wolverine's Madripoor getup. Uh, Madripoor, uh, East Asian country, known for crime and nefariousness, where Wolverine with an eye patch going under the name Patch would often go and. Uh, I remember eye patch Wolverine adventures. How close yeah. is that to San Francisco? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, but it's right near wherever any of the Firefly universe happens. Okay. So. <laughs> well, I mean, because Big, Big Hero 6 was in San Francisco, and he's also a Marvel character. Oh, you're absolutely so right. So yeah. I figured they ha- it has to be nearby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Asia's only so big. <laughs> big Hero 6, man. You want to talk about a Miss Disney opportunity for building a franchise there. They could have done sequels. They, they could have done I, I that. think they still might, but I'm, I'm so. hopeful yeah. they will. That was a good I flick. loved that flick i am seriously looking forward to this one yeah this and not only wolverine we we had a shot of a of a bald character the back of a head of a bald character which uh wasn't me so i'm thinking maybe charles xavier uh uh looked a little bit like it could have been mcavoy um james mcavoy let's talk x-force um yes go ahead go ahead do you want to bring up an x-force roster or something like that um yeah something I, that shows like who who was in x-force okay um okay i i'm i'm going down this thread with you because i i trust you but i i, I will say that i don't know that i i know that i'm seeing quite where you go i'm this. just wondering if they're going to attempt to build an x-force i mean there, I'm, There is the scene where he goes, we want you to join the heroes. Exactly. And they have all of those TV That's screens. That's what made me think of and, it. And I thought but they're showing I the Avengers. Yeah, some characters in it, but not all of them. And that Whoops. place where he was, have you guys watched uh, the two seasons of Loki yet? Uh, I've seen season one. I need to watch the second. Yeah, definitely season one. Part of season two have not finished it. Because at least... Uh, it, the the people that show up with the sticks in the beginning, the places that he goes, where he's talking to the man in the suit, that all looks like the Time Variance Authority from the Loki seasons. You're right, it does. So it's definitely got a sense that he's kind of getting pulled uh, out of the time stream to hopefully do some kind of work uh, involving the multiverse. Mm-hmm. I want to see a good version of Cable. <clears throat> uh, sure, sure. Well, but we already have a Cable from Deadpool too, so that one could get pulled over in that's some right. fashion. Josh Brolin's character. Oh, that's. Oh, I forgot Josh Brolin did it. And yep. uh, we had a couple of scenes of Deadpool fighting um, anonymous soldiers in a snowscape, which looked suspiciously like the opening battle of Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes. When they were fighting the uh, Baron Zucker's forces uh, in, in, in the, the snow in Europe. So it could be something connected to that. Hmm. And uh, all this talk about the multiverse, what's very interesting and something that the fans have, have spotted is right here. This shot here, specifically this right here. What when, is that? When Wade is lying on the ground, there is a uh, comic book off to the side. That's a comic book? Not only is it a comic book, it is an issue of Secret Wars. And it's. Go to images. And the Secret Wars issue it is, is one that specifically talks about connecting characters from across the multiverse Ah. into its own unique world. Um, And it's very much thought to be the comic book crossover. It was not the original Secret Wars from the 80s. It's the one from, I think, 2013, 2014, maybe even a little later. Um, And it is believed to be what the basis of one of the upcoming Avengers movies is going to be. Okay. So... Really big Easter egg there uh, for comic book fans and for Marvel fans. Yeah. So there's a lot here. Very um, cool. Yeah. So they're the Marvel is good at that at throwing in all of those little hints and secrets and and hat tips to those who are in the know. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, immediately got on the heels of the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, we got the big announcement that the casting of the Fantastic Four movie has been announced. Did you guys hear about this? No. I heard it was announced. Officially? I have not heard Officially. who. We have sanctioned? Sanctioned, Someone official said by the Green Lit? Green Lit, the movie is happening. Dang. Wow. I'm excited. I've been, man. Doctor Doom's just such a good villain to to just be sitting there unused. Agree. Well, no word about Doom yet. He may not even be in the first oh, film. Oh come on! You went with the one character we have not heard yet, but we do have a promotional photo showing the four actors, uh, which includes oh, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Pascal. as yes. Richards, Vanessa Kirby as the Invisible Woman, uh, and. and uh, two others, Ebon Moss Buckrock as uh, Ben Grimm and Joseph Quinn as uh, Johnny Storm. So uh, really cool um, announcement from them. Uh, along with the announcement is a, a, a mock-up photo showing the four of them in a decidedly classic kind of uh, environment, uh, looking like it's from um, old school American Americana uh, uh, type uh, painting, uh, uh, very much highlighted not only by the kind of classic outfits that 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 kind of have hints of the old space race. Uh, you've even got Herbie the robot in there from the classic Fantastic Four comics. But Ben Grimm is reading what is revealed to be an issue of Life magazine featuring President, um, uh, 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 oh God, not Truman uh, Ford, Gerald Ford on the cover from 1964. Oh. So very interesting uh, mock-up there. Yeah. Uh, strongly suggesting that this movie will be a period piece set in the 1960s. Yeah, Iban Makbarak is yeah. from uh, The Bear. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him in a ton of stuff. Now is that I is see he good? Um, yeah. He, he's. Uh, uh, I'm curious to uh, to look him and this uh, the Joseph Quinn, I believe was his name. He's in Andor. Didn't you see Andor? He was in Andor too? Huh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and see which character he's he was. in The Menu. Um, very cool. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. So I'm a big Fantastic Four guy. Um, I don't know 100% about this casting. I really like Pedro Pascal. I don't know how he's going to be as a Reed Richards, but here's the deal. you can't. If you're going to go into the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, fighting every decision, you're never going to have time to enjoy these movies. Right. So you just got to go in. You just got to see where they go with it. Yeah. Everybody would cast things in their own way. That's why there are entire... Reddit streams or whatever they call those. Yeah, there are entire Reddit threads uh, dedicated to who would you cast in. Mm-hmm. So it's never going to be your your perfect preferred cast. Yeah, but um, Pedro Pascal, as far as I'm concerned, is is a don't miss on just about anything. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Exactly. You know, uh, in The Mandalorian, uh, in Game of Thrones, uh, he has absolutely rocked it. I've heard nothing but praise about Last of Us. Um, you know, his, his work uh, in, in the, what is it, the, the the flick with Nicolas Cage has been touted as, as uh, excellent. Oh, did you see that? No, I never saw it. It's worth a watch, man. It's a hearing. wild ride. Yeah. yeah, it's a good. Becky and I, so that was uh, not streaming anywhere for the longest time except for to rent. And, you know, we wanted to see it, but I didn't want to pay for it. Uh, so we we got it from the library. Oh what? wow! Yeah, uh, and we watched it in standard definition because we just wanted to see the movie. Talking we, about the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes. we rented that as soon as it was available. And, it was and watched great. It. it was great. Yeah, it I is loved so it. much fun. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's it's goofy. It's silly. Um, 
it's it's Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But he's yeah, he dedicates himself to the character, which is funny (laughs) to to see somebody overplay themselves themselves because they are known for overplaying. Mm -hmm. It's it's just uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a mind fuck of a film. <laughs> but yeah, but Pedro Pascal gets nothing but accolades at everything he's in. So, yeah, he's great. So he, he, you, you know he will do good work. Right. It's just hopefully he will still capture the character in a way that I enjoy. I've, well, not, I've not seen a lot of the stuff that Vanessa Kirby's in either, but yeah. uh, she is very well. People seem to really like her. The whole cast is being yeah. praised, uh, which is great to see. Um, well, and you, you hope that the writers and directors give him what he needs to do well. Yes. So you you know, at least with him, you know going in, if if it's a poor performance, it was not him. Yeah. Because he, you know what he's capable of. Exactly. That there there had to have been something hindering him. Yeah. And and really at this point, you know, you're talking about one of the most important Marvel properties. This the Fantastic Four, of course, is the book that launched the modern Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Um they have continually come back as characters who are meant to be the kind of moral compass for the Marvel Universe uh, in the comics. Uh, so there's a lot riding on this, and I'm sure that Kevin Feige and his team are treating that with a reverence. So as long as everybody just steps up to the plate the way they need to, we should be fine. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm just now remembering yeah. that... In Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. The classic Nicolas Cage movie that should have won all the Oscars. There's a scene where he's having a conversation and with a lady, and they're talking about the... Oh, God, please help me find it. Hmm. Uh, there's a part where they're, uh, they're talking about what seems like the um, Fantastic Four. Okay. But they're calling it, you know, uh, different else. names. Okay, sure, sure. And I'm trying to find it, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like it was something really dumb, like uh, Rock Boy and uh, Stretch Man or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I could fucking find it, but I can't right now. Rock so Boy and Rubber Band Man. Yeah. Uh, in the comics, was Rock Boy uh, when he was a regular boy? Was he a big buff boy or regular guy? Um, he was. Uh, it really. Ben Grimm's uh, human side has kind of undergone some changes over the years. Okay. Some he's presented as more of a tough guy, and some he's presented as more of a of a, a learned man. What about build? Uh, that's what I'm saying. That that's changed as well. I see. Okay, you know, in terms of whether it's uh, strength. Sometimes he's yeah. bigger. Sometimes yeah. he's little. Because um, you know, I know he's been uh, often portrayed as a football player. So okay. sure. I, you know. I was going to say, if I roll my Rolodex back to when I was a kid, I would have told you he was that oddball that was both a strong athlete, football player, all star kind of person, and a scientist. Yep. But leaned more toward the football side. Well, they, 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 they kind of painted themselves into an interesting corner with Ben Grimm because they wanted him to be the muscle. But also, he's the one that pilots the uh, spaceship that takes them into space. Yeah, so, so he's got enough science stuff. Yeah, but I, I also feel like maybe it may have been uh, 
uh, Stan uh, Stan Lee just kind of writing that and and forgetting that the the person that pilots a spacecraft is not a bus driver. Yeah, you know, which you know, Stan sometimes filled in the details later. So yeah, there was a long time where people just treated it like you know it was like driving a car. Someone you just hop behind a spaceship and just right, yeah, you know. Gas pedal brake and steering wheel, you just go. <laughs> yeah. So. Why isn't it that? Just uh, make it that. That'd be a lot easier. We could because then we could all drive one. <laughs> Two pedals and a steering wheel. Come on. Yeah. It's fucking foolproof. Wasn't that the issue with Independence Day? Was it was way too easy to fly that thing? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That, that's the, the alien craft, right? Right. And, right. And, and still Will Smith was able to just hop in and fly it back yeah. up. Yeah. I mean I mean he went backwards first, but yeah, that's true, don't but... don't don't let's not do that again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Good golden there. But uh very, I'm waiting. I'm ready I'm ready to get I'm ready to get Psylocke in a film. Yeah, yeah. You, you're ready for the X Men. You just want us to get to X Men, hundred percent. Yeah, which where I mean, what's so fascinating about the way the X Men are happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the way they're kind of like teased along the way. You know, yeah. it's not the classic. Here's a movie that introduces these new characters. It's we know you know who they are. So here's Patrick Stewart as Xavier. Here's Kelsey Grammer as Beast in a in a uh, post credit scene. This movie is called Wolverine. Without a Wolverine being introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is wild to me. <laughs> you know, because it's it's this it's we we don't we've never seen Star Wars movies acknowledging the Enterprise. You know, we've never True. seen uh, you know John Wick saying you know man. Equilibrium was a cool Christian Bale movie, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it, and, and that's kind of what we're getting here is we're getting these modern superhero movies being like, hey, you remember those other superhero movies that aren't us, you know, yeah. we're better. Sorry about that. Right. It's so wild. It's fascinating. <laughs> we're time. here to make up for that. You know? <laughs> but it's a very comic book thing, too. Comic yeah. books have have always um, been willing to kind of drop the facade of the walls of its universe and be like, you know, we know you're there, reader, or we know that you know this, or, right. you know, take Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that the origin of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is effectively tied into the origin of Daredevil in Marvel Comics. Really? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the accident that led to the goop getting on them was the same accident that let blinded Matt Murdock. Oh. Yeah. Yep. He got goo blinded? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Blinded by the goo. Yep. Wrapped up, up like, like a deuce. <laughs> now I gotta take a poo. Hey! That's All good right. stuff. That's uh that's quality. 300 episodes. <laughs> I'm proud enough to sing. Mm. Oh, man. I, uh, I don't know, man. That's, uh, that's all you got that's, for three hundred, man! Wow, he's owie. Oh, no later. subjects, no nothing. <laughs> uh, we talk about Paul McCartney. Uh, his stolen guitar was recovered fifty years later. Oh wow! Yeah, that's kind of wild. That is wild. Uh, apparently, he was reunited uh, with his long lost bass guitar after more than half a century. Uh, Twenty eighteen, the quest began to locate the instrument, which was believed to have been stolen around the band. Recorded "Let It Be" back in nineteen sixty nine. Nice. Uh, <laughs> guitar's manufacturer led the search. Nineteen sixty nine, der. Uh, oh man, ask for permission. Uh, a couple of uh, journalists, a husband and wife duo, also helped out in the search, and it was actually tracked down uh, uh, recently and uh, returned to Mr. McCartney. You know, they they could have had a much shorter search if they just put it on a true crime podcast. Yes, then the That's fans how you would find have found stuff. it. The yeah. internet would have found it. That's how you find stuff. 
Man, that would be a trip, man. I've had shit stolen and, you know, things like guitars especially, you know. I mean, yeah. CR, you can. Oh, I've had you, you, guitars you, stolen. You bond with a guitar. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, and what's funny is the guitars that you've had stolen, they they sink in your mind and you could see that guitar 30 years later and you could just look at it and know I was just, this is it. So I was just thinking in my head of an analogy for that of like when a parent like, oh, the turtle died and we, tr- we brought a new turtle home and then mm-hmm. and they were like, no, my turtle has a nick right here. That would That's the same thing. You're like, Absolutely. no, 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 mine has a, a small dent above the neck pickup. Yes. Or, you know, this yeah. one's got a, a, a dent in the headstock from where I dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's it's wild. Yeah, yeah, those they're like your little babies. They're like our little babies. Well, and I like this little red Telecaster. Mm-hmm. That's my baby right there. Well, you spend a lot of time with it. That's right. You know, we did a we did a marketing promotion. We just we got Romeo and Juliet. Pup wrote up. a beautiful song about a guitar. Mm-hmm. Well, they wrote a lot of beautiful songs. That's true. You know, that was probably the fastest rising value of a guitar in history. Yeah, because it went from. I mean, I'm sure it was this. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it was a honer, you know, the violin bass. Violin bass. Yeah. Uh but it it went from just being a bass, maybe I mean it was a 1960 some odd bass. So what, 5 $6,000 maybe mm-hmm. to suddenly instantly 12.6 mil. As soon as it was recognized being worth 12.6 million. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And that's for a man whose singing voice sounds like an American mocking a Brit, right? Oh, Paul. All I can Paul. hear is, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, yes. oh, I'm a London guy and I'm okay. Every Monty Python song was written by Paul McCartney. <laughs> to make fun of Paul McCartney. <laughs> to make fun of himself. Could you imagine being... That's that's a McCartney song. C- could you imagine? Could you imagine being so dumb? <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine touching an instrument? Yes. And making it... Oh, you are done. And making it jump in value that, like that, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, I, like I that, touch that originally. And they have to cut it the says price. originally roughly thirty-seven U.S. dollars, right? Yeah, pay thirty-seven dollars. Now it's you play million. that guitar, and then suddenly it's worth twelve point six million dollars yeah. because you played it. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! I have the opposite effect. I I I touch. This it. is worth less now. <laughs> I pick up a thirty six dollar guitar, and they're like, "Sir, you now owe us twelve million." Sanitize it. Also, <laughs> also get out. Yeah, we need you to take it and pay us extra and leave. Wow. In fact, leave first and send the money. We don't want you in here. Not because you're gross. It's because you're that bad. No, with me, it's like I'm gross. I'm just gross. Uh, gross. Yucky, little yucky hands. Yeah. <laughs> No, actually, I'm not. I'm not letting it out there. I wash my hands. You don't want to get it out That's, there that you have yucky. There's hands? nothing worse than than like schmutz on your hands. You know, you get a little like you. Do you judge people real hard when they don't wash their hands in the public restroom? Yes. Oh man, I give them the fucking eyes too. If I get the <laughs> yep. chance, I'm like sitting there washing, and if I see them walk out with, I'm I'm eyeing them the whole way. Like, look at me, because I'm gonna give you an eye of like, what the fuck, man? I've walked out <laughs> after them with like my head visibly cocked. You know, like just like to, like to, like like to give the sign. Like I am, I am like, my body is in a weird shape because you got me that fucked up. I I legitimately have the urge every time I have an urge inside me that I have quashed. Yes, to this point. Yes, but I feel like I can only hold it in for so long. But I always want to walk out right behind them and yell 
This guy's got piss on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I also know that he may oh. not. What do you mean? He if may you not watched, have his piss on his hands. He's got dick on his hands. How about that? You got, you, yeah, there but you go. think about it. Every, every hand you've ever shaken has had a dick in it. Yes. I know yes. that, but we can control having the pissy dick on our hands after we go potty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Wash, so, your, wash your hands. Soap and water. Wash your hands. Soap and water. Who, who, whoever's in the soap company, you good people. Also, I get really excited if I go to a place and wash my hands and the soap is like, smells good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get so happy. Yep. I'm so happy if I'm like, ooh, this smells nice. <laughs> I like having funny. a good smelling soap in the shower. That's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to have something with like tea tree oil. Now, Anything I'm, with tea tree oil. Nice. I'm tricky there because okay, I have cool. to use like really sensitive stuff. Like I, okay. ivory, I have to use ivory. Oh, wow. So my, my skin is super sensitive, so yeah. I can't use a lot of fragrance, which bums me out. I bet. I, I also like that. Yeah. It's got to be 99 and 44 one hundredth percent pure. Nice. Something like that. Yeah, kind that of. That's their old logo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, something like very, that. Very <laughs> old motto. I just figured another slash on your name was soap scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Knew them soap facts. Got them soap facts on lock. Yeah, oh, man. man. 300th episode, pick it and plug it? I I think so, man. I think I think we did it. Uh, first off, of course, we've got to remind uh, the listeners about the Looney Bin Comedy Club competition. Uh, competition. Giveaway. <laughs> uh, comp- you know, comp- hey, man, if there's a competition there, go compete. I'm sure you got the skills. Go Monday but- to our Facebook page. Compete for our love. <laughs> yes. By, and uh, be rewarded yes. with potential tickets to see John Reap this Friday at 10 o'clock. February 23rd at the Looney Bin Comedy Club. Uh, super excited to do that. So watch the page on Monday for that. Spectacular right. uh, show it will be. Yeah. Picks and plugs. Uh, you know, what do I got to talk about for picks and plugs? Uh, first off, uh, got to talk about the upcoming Starlight Comedy Night. We do that the second Friday of every month. I hope you'll come see that. We've got a great lineup. We've got the hilarious Sandra Slade headlining that show on March. I believe it's March 9th, I want to say. Let me double check that date right now. Uh, that is indeed March 8th. So come on, March 8th, see Sandra Slade and some other funny comics uh, who I'm waiting on them to agree to do the damn show. So come on, comics, get on your messenger. Uh, and then, of course, you'll see me and Laura hosting that show like we do. And I hope you come out every second Friday of every month. Over on the People Person Paper podcast, my lovely podcast with Mr. Brian Sittler, we have relaunched episodes, uh, excuse me, seasons one, two, three, and four. Season five is coming out as we speak. Season six will be coming out later half of this week. And then we will have brand new episodes uh, next week uh, on uh Monday, uh, February uh, 19-something. No, it's actually going to be February 26th. You'll start having brand new episodes. That's what I said. Of the People First Paper <laughs> podcast uh, with our good friend Josh Boltz. So thank you so much for everybody that uh, sat with us as we relaunched all our old episodes to get those in chronological order so that you can enjoy the exploits of me and Brian and all of our friends talking about all the exploits of Michael and Dwight. So and that you can eventually Duncan put Hamlin. them all on a playlist in order yep. on a road trip and listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. All one right after the other. Yeah, there's more than 100 hours of uh, office analysis, commentary, and jokes, jokes, jokes. So, you know, I, I do that. Uh, you know, I drive a lot. Yeah. And so I'll put playlists of of like a, a season of a podcast or something. Uh, like I just did that with the newest season of uh, The Neighborhood Listen. Nice. Which if you've never listened to that, that's a really fun uh, improv uh, podcast with Paul F. Tompkins and uh, Nicole Parker. Uh, and it's essentially a play on the neighborhood watch where they take posts from the like, you know, people's neighborhood apps. Yeah. 
and they replace like street names and anything that you know could give away any details. Um, and they're in a fictional place called Dignity Falls, <laughs> and they basically they read these hilarious posts of you know weird ass people in their neighborhoods, That's and then funny. they have guests come on and and play some of the characters, and it's fucking hilarious it's so much fun that sounds it it oh, really it does. why don't you keep going we'll do your picks and plugs and then we'll go to our guests okay uh let's see i'll just go ahead and get the the picks out of the way since Please we're kind of already there yeah um i haven't finished it yet but becky and i started the show that came out i think almost two years ago um but it's called the curse have you heard of it oh, with, i've heard of it with emma stone and uh nathan fielder okay it is uh one of the most so, like, for someone who's obsessed with The Office, mm-hmm. I have not been made this uncomfortable by anything in a long time. And oh, wow. I think it's part of the purpose of the entire show is that each episode makes you increasingly more uncomfortable. Okay. Um, but it's the way they're doing it is really, really, really good. Um, it's weird and subversive and um i dig it so far um, but it's one where like becky and i will watch an episode and then we'll like come back and watch another one in a few days mm-hmm. it's like one where it's hard it would be hard to, it seems like I, I i don't know if i could binge it okay <laughs> because okay. it does make you so uncomfortable after each episode but huh. it's yeah. very good also okay well, cool. Uh, and then uh, we also uh, watched uh, Dumb Money is now out on uh, Netflix, I believe, nice. which is the movie about uh, the GameStop saga where Paul Dano plays uh, Roaring Kitty. Nice. Uh, A.K.A. Keith Gill, uh, who is the guy who ended up having to testify before Congress because he told people to buy GameStop stock. Um, Seth Rogen's in it. Nick Offerman's in it. Um it's really well cast, really well acted. Uh, uh, Pete Davidson plays his brother. Uh, loved it. Thought it was great. Thought it was done pretty well. Um, and it seemed to get the story, you know, pretty accurate. There's obviously um, some people and parts of the overall story that are left out, but it's because they're sort of telling it more through the lens of Keith Gill. Um, well, there were a lot of us involved. Yeah, there were that, <laughs> that you know just uh, were there in small parts. Yeah, just absolutely, to, just to pick up some stock, just in case. Well, and there were a couple other. You know, there were a couple. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't were, cover all of us for yeah. sure. <laughs> there was a couple of other uh, people that were pretty heavily influential on how how much that stock blew up. But you know, uh, Keith Gill was the one that they sort of decided to blame it on and, right. and sort of pick on. Right. Um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, let's see. Plugs, plugs starting in two weeks from, well, two weeks from this past Friday, March 1st, opening night, madhouse at the spotlight theater. Yay. You can come see, me and my wife and Eleanor and a bunch of other children in a play. Oh, cool. Uh, it is running March 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and then the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Friday shows are at 7. Saturday and Sunday shows are at 2. You can get you a nice little matinee in there. And uh, really excited for that. It's been a really fun experience to have my daughter's first play be with her parents. <laughs> Uh, and the fact that she wants us to be involved yeah. is, is, uh, really the big kicker. You know, a lot of, a lot of kids don't want to be anywhere near their parents. Uh, 
Meanwhile, she can't get enough of us, and I'm going to hold on to that for as long as I fucking can. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then uh, last night I was talking to our boy Evan nice. uh, about possibly doing a uh, show at the Vanguard in May, so look out for that. Nice. Very uh, cool. Yeah, tentative dates, uh, possibly the third, so look out for that. We'll, we'll Once it's in concrete, you know, we'll talk more, but, uh, but yeah, it's looking like we're going to do that. Absolutely. Great to see. CR, what have you got? Picks and plugs. Oh, as far as picks, uh, I've I've just gotten through watching the season of Monarch uh, on Apple TV. Okay. That's the that's the one with the kaijus. Uh-huh. It, it's more about the story of, of the people around the kaijus. The okay. kaijus are kind of a background story, but it's, it's really cool. Um, and I've gone nostalgic recently. I uh, I found a couple of different movie reactors on YouTube okay. that I like to watch because they edit the film well. So you can watch their reaction to a movie and you feel like you've rewatched the movie. Oh, okay. And because it's almost all movies that I've already seen, right? Uh, I know what the what the the hits beats are, are what yeah. the beats are, what the what the hook lines are, what yeah. the the key stuff. And so I know what I'm looking for, and there are a couple that are really good at making sure they get those. Okay. Uh, one is uh, the Nice Dudes um, movie night, and the other is called Popcorn in Bed. And I swear I don't watch it just because she's cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my wife gives me a hard time about that one, but she likes to watch that one too. What is that one called? Popcorn in Bed. But they they both whoever does their editing um, does a great job of editing the film in a such a way that you really feel like you've seen the movie again. That's cool, and and it's great for an old fart like me because they're going back to the eighties and pulling up old movies. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. It's it's awesome. Reaction videos are pretty fun, man. We were watching a, a reaction a video compilation of. Uh, black people reacting to uh, Down Rodeo by Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Uh, because, Hilton, I don't know if you... Do you remember the first line of Rodeo by Rage Against the Machine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something about a shotgun. He says, uh, something about brown skin Because now I'm rolling Down Rodeo with a shotgun. These people ain't, These seen, people a ain't seen a brown skin Since man. their grandfather had one. Since their grandparents bought, bought, one. bought one. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and little to on a the nose. Zach's not shying away from the risky topic. To a T. Everybody's <laughs> like... They're they're vibing to the beat because uh-huh. it's a decently long intro. They're hooking you in, and they're like, "Oh shit, this is a good vibe. This is a good beat, right?" And then he's like, "Now oh, I'm rolling down Rodeo with the shotgun. These people have seen a brown skin man since their grandparents bought one." And then immediate uh. pause. Whoa! <laughs> he said, "What?" You it's hear the screeching awesome. tires. Yeah, yeah. Just being like, this fucking guy is not playing around. It's fucking awesome. It's so good. I love that shit. Well, as far as plugs, let me uh, Hit plug my show. Hit us with uh, Tell us one more time. Bricktown Comedy Club headlining. Bricktown Comedy Club headlining. I've uh, got a great feature uh, out of Oklahoma City. Uh, not sure who's emceeing yet, but uh, I'm sure that's lined up i just don't know yeah. uh that is thursday february 22nd show is at seven o'clock doors are at six tickets can be found at bricktown comedy on dot bricktown comedy tulsa.com yeah. man i finally screwed it up it's i've gotten good. it right every time up until now i know it finally that screwed it up. that's 
we're always hardest on ourselves, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, you can also go to my Facebook page and find it there, uh, C.R. Parsons Comedy or C.R. Parsons Comedian, depending on what social media site mm-hmm. you're on. Uh, and then I've also got a band gig coming up. Yeah. Uh, March 9th, I believe it is. That is at Osage Casino in Bartlesville. Is that with Kevin Price with and the Closers? With Kevin Price and the Closers. Nice. Kevin, awesome. A little slap in the bass. Yeah. Slap in the bass. Slap in the bass. <laughs> and that's, you guys have a, a Facebook page for the band as well, right? Yes, we do. It's uh, I think it's called... Kevin Price and the Closers. It may still be the Kevin Price Band because that was back when we didn't have a name. Yeah, we were just the nobodies, we're just the band. Yeah, um, not the band. Right, you know. not the band. Yeah, the, just a band. Uh, so Kevin Price and the Closers. Look us up online. All right. Well, cool. Nice. Thank you so much for being here for episode three hundred. Oh, thank you guys for having me and on such an auspicious episode. That's right. I really appreciate that. Wow, we appreciate yeah. it too. Uh, and of course, once again, uh, big thanks to Zach Raw for the new artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't can't thank him enough. Uh, don't forget Monday. Look for that Monday, look for the giveaway on our Facebook page. Looney Bin Comedy Club. So glad to be working with you guys on that. And uh, Zampino, I like working with you too. You know what? And also with you. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs>